Want to attend the legendary Thrive Time Show Business Workshop for free? Subscribe on iTunes, leave an objective review, and send us confirmation at info at thrivetimeshow.com to claim your tickets. Want to live in a van down by the river? Come by and see us at our Riverwalk offices and we'll be able to make your dreams come true. Greetings and salutations, Thrive Nation. I know many of you are listening to this podcast because you want to grow a successful business. Uh, I know many of you listen to this podcast because you are disturbed uh, by me. You're, you're, you're saying, well, at least by comparison, it sounds like I have it together. And so you listen to the show as a way for you to feel like you can mentally one-up somebody every single morning, every single day. And I, and I, and I get that. I, get, I know I, I get that. And I appreciate you listening to the show for therapeutic reasons. I know some of you have listened because you've heard companies like Shaw Homes or Full Package Media or Phone Doctors or Tip Top Canine or DJ Connection or Dr. Robert Zellners. And you're like, I've known these companies. Barbie Cookies. You're like, I've been there. O'Reilly's. You say, I've been there too. Hewlett Packard. You're like, I know about this. And you know that what we're teaching has worked for them and it can work for you. Well, this next move is focused on this concept called the Net Promoter Score. The Net Promoter Score. Harvard uh, did a study uh, about this thing called the Net Promoter Score. And they said it's the number one thing that your business needs to grow. Uh, Let me paraphrase. When people say, wow, they typically refer you now. When people say, wow, they typically then refer you now. A lot of people are saying, why are you saying it that way? But it's because I want you to remember it. When people say, wow, they're going to refer you very close to now. You might say, why? Well, psychologically speaking, oh, this is good now. Psychologically speaking, there's a thing called catharsis. And it's when like you saw a dog get hit by a car and you have to tell somebody. You got to open expression of your emotions. You got to tell somebody, you got to vent, you got to let it out there. Well, they found that if a company wows somebody, that people just feel the need to tell somebody. And so Frederick uh, Reichheld, one of the uh, professors at Harvard, he says this, the percentage of customers who are enthusiastic enough to refer a colleague, perhaps the strongest sign of customer loyalty, uh, correlated directly with the differences in growth rates among competitors, truly true loyalty clearly affects profitability. While regular customers aren't always profitable, their choice to stick with a product or service typically reduces the who gives a crap. What he's saying is that if you are happy, you're going to tell a friend. This is shocking. I don't understand. This is so weird. Napoleon Hill says going the extra mile of rendering more and better service than for which you are paid. He says going the extra mile is the action of rendering more and better service than for which you are presently paid. Not going on strike, but actually doing more than you're paid to do. So I'm sure all the teachers listening, you guys are rocking, but my teachers were terrible in high school. And in fact, Gallup has shown that current teachers, 30% of current teachers, according to Gallup, only 30% of them, 30% of teachers, according to Gallup, said they're engaged, meaning they're trying. So the key is if you do less than you're paid to do and then you want to pay raise, it typically doesn't work out. In the world of entrepreneurship or teaching, and I'm not talking about the teachers in Oklahoma. The teachers in Oklahoma, those are great teachers. All of them are engaged. None of them are going on strike, but other states. But anyway, so another notable quotable here, this is a thought, is that, and you wow people that aren't currently tithing in your church, there's a chance they might come back and tithe. When you're wowing customers that aren't necessarily customers yet, they're potential customers. There's a chance they're going to buy a home from you. And so all, even though all three of our guests disagree with every political statement I just made, Walt Disney might agree with me. Walt Disney says, whatever you do, 
do it well. Do it so well that when people see you do it, they want to come back and see you do it again. I'm impressed by people that are on strike. I want to see them do it again. No, he says, whatever you do, do it well. Do it so well that when you see people do it, they will want to come back and see you do it again. And they will want to bring others and show them how well you do what you do. So, Pastor Brian, here's my thought. When you started River City Church, how many people were at your first service? Can you, can you remember that? Was there, was, there, was there thousands at that point? I mean, you're big now, but were there thousands at your first service? I think the first, uh, the first Bible study we had, there were 24 people present. And were 24. You, and were you and Jesse part of that 24? We were there, in the, and then we had a lot of like stunt doubles. We brought, we brought people in we knew that would not be a part of it, but we needed living, breathing bodies in the room to look like somebody wanted to listen to us. There's actually a service out there in L.A. you can sign up for where you can rent a paparazzi. And a lot of scam artists use this where you pay people, like a lot of people, wow. to follow you around. But you're talking about people you actually knew. Yeah, these were these were friends. I had some friends in the area. And, uh, I grew up an hour south of there. And so the people that people. were coming to the church, a lot of them had drug addictions. They weren't in church before because you had a focus on reaching people that hadn't previously had a relationship with Christ. You weren't going to other churches and trying to recruit their people, right? No, I, that was not my strategy. I don't want other people's uh, church folk. I, I was, came to seek and save that which was lost. If you did have the strategy, I will not deliver a great sermon until I get a great tithe. Uh, I'm not no. going to deliver a sermon until they pay. Would your church have ever grown? It would have never grown. Mm. I'll tell you, in those early mm. days, mm. I was preaching. Jesse will tell you, I'd preach like there were 10,000 people there. 100,000 people. I'm thinking like... You're like, people on the left make some noise! <laughs> yeah, I know. And nothing comes back. You, you, you in the, the balcony. balcony. <laughs> we don't have a balcony. I feel good energy in the balcony tonight, folks. I tell you what. This yeah. guy's crazy. You in the back of the arena. It's like, there's 12 of us and we're on your couch. <laughs> Why are you... Hello, <laughs> Why are you using a microphone? We're right here. My are PA you? system had a speaker strapped to every person's head. No, it's <laughs> like, you gotta go, you know, like it's happening. You're preaching in a football stadium. And there's like six kids sitting in pretty Indian style. Right? Pretty. <laughs> Literally, I would be sweating and preaching and I'm but, talking to the back, but, but I, I'm trying to get them there. There's people out there, though, that are saying, I cannot possibly wow people at my church now because we're, they're not giving yet. We're not big yet. We haven't proven our, we, we haven't, they, they haven't proven to me that they're loyal, so I can't possibly wow them. It no. is easier to wow them now. Isn't it, Jesse, in a lot of ways than it will ever be in the future? Because to wow on a smaller scale, it takes less. That There's less people. There's less distractions. There's less things you got to take, take. And I know you don't have all the gadgets yet, but the gadgets don't do the work for you. The gadgets only multiply what you're already doing. They're, they're an enhancer. So you, you can wow people at a small scale at a high level. So, Pastor Jesse, think, think about the church. I mean, you guys were ballers. I mean, you had like 20, how many people were at the first service? He said 24. Okay, so 24 people were there. I mean, that was huge. It's like, I mean, think about this. So you're, you're out there. There's and 22 more than we thought would be there. But the yes. teaching moment I want to hammer home is that you have to create an unforgettable wow moment for visitors and first-time guests, whether it's a business or a church. And so many churches, I hate to say this, so many businesses, I hate to say this, none of our listeners. But I talked to them, I said, listen, there's a cookie business I worked with years ago. And I said, cookie business. It was a cake, actually, it was, sorry, it was a gourmet cake business. And I said, when people come in to your bakery, I want you to give them a sample of have like 10 different flavors, your favorite five flavors. Give them a ample sample. I mean, not a little chintzy, but I mean, give them a nice slice of the red velvet, of the chocolate, whatever. Give it to them. 
and then say, how can we help you? But first say, have you been here before? No. Hey, would you like a sample? Start that way. And they're like, but what if they're not a buyer? And this, I fought with this woman. I said, listen, I'm a partner, so and I'm the majority owner, so you have to do it. And she's like, well, this is ridiculous. But would, every time someone would have a sample, it took her about three weeks of resentment to get this, but people would come in just kicking tires, and they would go, this is good. Wow, what is this? And next thing you know, they're a buyer. But it was like for years, it costs so much. It's, it's so expensive to be cheap. It's so expensive to be cheap. <laughs> so help somebody out there that has a church that's saying, gosh, you know, I don't really don't want to go all in for these people because there's only 24. Sure. A lot of people would tell us that like there's only 20 people. Do we really have to wear a lanyard? There's only 20 people. Do you really want me to stand at the door and greet them? I can do that whenever. Oh, come, come on now. Preach it. Because the church is so, whenever you get in, people just want to talk to their friends. But we are constantly trying to think of ourselves as the first time guest that's coming. So I would go around every time before service and I would spray vanilla spray. Come I, on now. Brian says God grew our church. I say my aroma grew our church. So I, I heard that uh, vanilla was a smell that everyone really liked and it made them feel at home. So I, we wanted it to have a homey atmosphere. There's just 24 people so far. So we would do that. We would make sure that our bathrooms were spick and span and we met in a building that had a concert venue. So they were filthy and every time before the service we would get there and people would say to me, why do we have to wash these bathrooms? No, none of us care. I said, because someone's coming that cares and they want to know that we prepared a place for them. So we always did it like it was everybody. So I'm going to give you a checklist, Mr. Listener, that you can find at thrivetimeshow.com by clicking on the podcast. Uh, Miss Listener, you can hear this by going to thrivetimeshow.com, uh, listening to our podcast. You can find these, but you can also find the show notes. So I'm going to fire off a bunch of these moves you could use. And I want Aaron Antis with Shaw Homes to maybe break down a couple of these that you use. We don't have time to get into all of them, but office decor. I mean, does your office decor feel like a bus station? What do you think about a bus station? I love bus stations. I love the smell of the person next to me. I love the fact that you can't stop. I love the accessibility. I love buses. Public transportation is awesome. Well, okay, if you were born yesterday and you've been sold that by your college professor, have you been to a bus station? Okay, flat screen menus, flat screen menus. Perhaps you should have a flat screen menu. Yes, I don't like that because my customers want it organic. Okay, fine. Office furniture, presentation materials. Maybe your brochure, people don't judge me based on my brochure. It's my personality is what does it for me every time. Receipts, maybe you shouldn't handwrite them. You know, this is a thought, Mr. Contractor out there, you know, the whole handwritten unlegible receipt move. Menus, bathroom decor that makes the people want more. Think about it. Uh, a visually exceed the how can you visually exceed the expectations of your customers every time yeah so i mean obviously when somebody comes into one of our model homes we have more furnished and decorated model homes than anybody else why not be chintzy bro well because here's the thing when somebody goes and they just look at a two-dimensional floor plan that's black and white there's no color to it it's really hard to see how you're going to live in that space. And can I so, can I real quick argue with you? Sure. Stephen Hawking said that uh, this is what he was known for. Uh, apparently, he proved that radiation cannot escape a black hole, and when radiation or when any uh, when any object tries to escape a black hole, it actually becomes a two dimensional object and goes into I'm serious into a parallel universe. And he says he knows this because he could think in eleven dimensions. I'm not making this up. So I just want you to know. Oh, that proves it, right? 11 dimensions. He said, fall. because there is gravity, there cannot be God. Just throwing that out there. So these are all, I just, Stephen Hawking's arguing with you here. Maybe people don't like your two-dimensional stuff. I mean, maybe, have you ever thought about that? 
I hadn't, but um, <laughs> I hadn't. appreciate you pointing that out. I will tell you, Stephen Hawking. I will tell you though that most customers are so visual that they can't understand it unless they can see it, and so we try and paint the full picture for them. That's why we have furniture in all of our model homes. Now, you, how, the question is, how can I exceed the expectations of my customers, my congregation, my potential guests, my whatever, with the audio? Pastor Brian, the audio, the music. The rumor has it, you know, when you watch movies, I was thinking about this the other day, I thought about, I'm going to watch the movie Star Wars, and I'm going to like put it in silent. Like, no, no music. I'm just going to watch it. So I went on YouTube, and you type in Star Wars without the soundtrack. Everyone should do this. And if you watch the scenes where there's no soundtrack, where there's like, bum, 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 Luke. I mean, when they get rid of all that, and it's just, Luke, I am your father. It's just weird. Yeah. So again, when you get rid of music, it screws up the whole ambiance. Pastor Brian, how do you try to get the music right in the church? What what role does music or audio play there at River City Church? Well, music is massive in the church world on, on multiple levels. One, you, you need your music right. And Clay, you help me with this because you're you're a music guy. I love uh, music. I didn't have the right music in my foyer when I met Clay. And then uh, Clay's like, the foyer's awkward. And I'm like, yes, it is. It was sharp. <laughs> the uh, uh, Jesse had it styled out where it looked awesome. I think we had it looking it, What awesome. happens is, is you're at the doctor's office, and you get up to pour a coffee. This happens. Yes. My, my wife's had five kids, so you know, we've had go the, we go to, go to this guy's. We like live there at Dr. Thompson's office. We go there, and I get up to pour a coffee, and you can hear like me sipping like... And I'm not a loud oh. sipper, but it's like... Everyone looks at me like he broke the silence. <laughs> I know it's it's, it's weird. It's There's no overhead it's music. We, we ate weird. in a Chinese place just the other night that it had. It was like the awesome '80s looking, decorated to the hilt, old school, fancy Chinese place. Very very cool. <laughs> but it was so quiet you could hear them fighting with nunchucks in the back. <laughs> I promise you. And so it's like that music has to be right, and then the the. Music in the sanctuary must, too. Now, here's the deal. The next thing is, how could you exceed the expectations of your customers or your potential church members by giving them a scripted tour? I will tell you this. I went out to River City because I was so excited to see them execute these systems. And this is not this is not hyperbole, folks. I'm driving by Shoney's. Shoney's? I love Shoney's. I'm driving by Shoney's. Why do you always talk about Shoney's? I don't know. I don't know what they serve there, but I like it. I'm attracted to the signage. I drive by Shoney's, and there's people waving at me on the side of the road, River City signs everywhere. And I said, Vanessa, they're waving. The kids are like, they're waving. I, t- I hang a right. I hang a Richard. I turn right. I turn left. I wanted to stop and maybe not go to church, but to go to the Wings place, because the Wings place was open. I look mm. over to my... Well, it's 9.30. They're not open yet. So I thought to myself, you know what? But the 11 o'clock service, maybe we can have the wings before the church. But I drove by. I rebuked. I rebuked the temptation. I drove past the wings place. I drive over to the to the refurbished. It used to be a service merchandise, a beautiful building. It's got the white brick there. It's, got, it's a great, great building. I go in the River City. I park the car. I park the minivan. I'm classy. I'm driving a minivan. I'm sexy. I'm driving a minivan. Women are chasing after me because I'm driving a minivan. But I said, away, women. I'm married. So I get I get out of my car. And, and, and after I fought off the droves of women, there's a greeter there saying, have you been to River City before? I go into the lobby. There's someone, hey, have you been to River City? And these people don't know me. I'm a homie that doesn't, they, they don't know me. You know what I mean? They don't know. They, they, they don't know. And they how are you doing? Have you been? And, and there's just like this. And the kids loved it. The kids loved the church service. And the thing is, they, my kids, the kids are like the unfiltered truth cannons. They just say stuff like, oh yeah, dad, you're Every so time. big. Dad, why are you bigger? <laughs> I'm like, uh, because sh- shut your mouth. You will shut. You will shut your mouth. They're all but a 
have your mother beat you or something. You know? but My it's kids all- called me squishy the other day. Yeah, it's like, it's like your face is it's bigger. But we love it. It's like your face is bigger. I was looking at the photos. Why is it bigger face? So kids are, can my kids hop in the vehicle? And the kids would typically say like, oh, that church was terrible. But the kids, they said, it, can we go back? This was awesome. And I'm like, kids, we live in Oklahoma, not Kentucky. And they're going, I know, but can you come back next week? Kids, have you thought about the costs? Let's think about the costs here. But I'm just saying is the, the kids are going to tell other kids if they like the church service or not. There's no escaping the candor of the kids. The next move, the tastes, whether you're, whether you're a business or a church, the tastes are so important. Aaron Antis, I know at Shaw Homes you guys do a lot of open houses. You guys do a lot of model homes. Do you ever oh, yeah. put tastes in there? Do you ever put like, what do you put in there? Do you put oh, yeah. some extra corn syrup? You just, like a little <laughs> dispenser? Or what, do you, what do you do to get the taste tasting good there? No, we've got cookies. We've got different treats we'll have. When people come into our design studio and they're going to build a home, with us and they're picking out their colors we offer them all kinds of different beverages oh. and food oh and come on we get fresh stuff we but don't they haven't just, even you know, upgraded yet why are you giving them nice things before they've upgraded to a nicer i mean why come on because we want them to leave with having a wow experience but you're sowing seeds of reciprocity man and if you do that too much pretty soon it starts coming back to you thought about how are you what are you gonna do with all your money you gonna you know you carry around in buckets it's a dumb idea. Quit sowing the seeds of reciprocity. We move on. All right. So now you got to determine how you can exceed the expectations of your customers by adding in free items. Pastor Jesse, there's people, rumor has it, that go, go to church, never been to church before. They're not tithing. A lot of them, according to George Barna, don't give anything for up to six months. And so yet you're still giving them what? What kind of stuff do you give new people on a consistent weekly basis? What kind of services, programs are you giving new people before they're even tithing yet? We try to wow people when they come in. We try to wow them with, uh, on different weeks, we'll do different food items. We always have coffee available for them. And then um, for all of our new guests, we hand them a box just full of goodies that they can have. We're we're giving them um, a book right now in the process of, of giving that to them. So we just try to make sure that they leave with something in their hand and something in their belly and something in their spirit. So now, I was reading in the in the Bible here, Pastor and Pastor Brian. I want to make sure you because you're, you're you're a pastor and I'm not. So I just want to pull this up here because I I want to get this right. You tell me if I'm getting this wrong here. Okay, so uh, you know the, people have heard, people have talked about the golden rule. Have you you heard about the golden rule? Yes. Is that something you guys talk about there yes. in, the, in the pastor world? Okay, so again, I was I was just pulling it out. I'm, I'm looking at here. This is Luke 6.31. Now, this is not a quiz. I'm not going to ask you to recite it verbatim, but I was reading in my Bible. Now, you tell me, because I might have like a misprint. It said, don't do to others as you would have them do to you until they've done it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that is that what it says in I Luke? I don't think that's what uh, the Gospel oh, let me, of Luke said. Let me, let me read another translation. Do to others as you would have them do to you that's more like it that's why the is the version. world why is the world saying hey i'll hook you up i will treat you nice but pay first yeah the 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 world is saying hey i'll i'll the, the world's got that backwards really jesus gives us a model that works and that is when whenever we do something for people uh we go the second mile for them we serve them that they they want to do something to help you back it's a win-win situation think about this jesus multiplied there's a miracle of multiplication recorded in the bible he takes fish he takes loaves he breaks them multiplies them and he feeds it's a massive miracle he feeds thousands of people all right the people show up to get fed and now once he's fed them physically he can feed them spiritually 
The same thing will happen in your business. If you take a step towards somebody, uh, you do something for them up front, that they see you care, then they're going to want to be a part of your deal. I was thinking about this in the world of agriculture, and I want to I want to prove you're you're wrong here. You're wrong. I want to prove this. I was thinking about what I'm going to do this year, man. Is I'm going to go. I'm going to harvest my crops, and then I'm going to sow. Then I'm going to sow the seeds. You know what yeah. I mean? Just to show. I've got this new metaphysical. I've been reading a lot of Stephen Hawking, who turns out he's just eleven a, dimensions, a freaking genius. So he thinks in eleven dimensions. He's proven that God isn't real. This guy's a freaking genius. I'm so glad that he's contributed so much to society, given so much hope to so many people. Stephen Hawking. I'm so excited about everything you've given to the world. Anyway, so I, I was reading some Stephen Hawking. And I realized so I'm going to like get more metaphysical this year, and I'm going to I'm going to har- get a harvest first, then I'm going to till the soil. You know. And then I'm, I'm just going to mix it all up. I'm going I'm to try to, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But the world would have you try, Pastor Jesse. If somebody who's still not convinced that you should over-deliver to somebody before they're a customer, before they're attending your church, before they're actually reciprocating, help me resolve this so I can move on. Well, according to scripture, God gives seed to the sower. So he actually gives you a harvest when you become a sower and he get, begins to multiply what seed he puts in your hand. So if we sow, so, then we will also reap. And, and it's so much more true in, in the realm of people than anything else. So if we're going to sow into something, the best thing you can sow into is a person. And there is no way to keep harvest from coming to you and getting a, a, a supply back in your hand if you treat people like God would treat them. Because you obviously are... are, are a couple who's archaic, you're, you're clinging to your guns and your gold and your religion. Obviously, you're delusional. <laughs> you're into the whole Bible thing. I'm going to go to a guy who's got it more figured out here. Uh, Aaron uh, Antis Shaw Homes, largest, largest home builder in Oklahoma, which rumor has it turns out to be a state that's doing quite well in the economy. Uh, it would be, is it bigger than Texas? No. Oklahoma's doing well, though. And so I just want to ask you this. I mean, surely there's quackery going on over here. These are, these are pastors. I mean, these guys are like, I mean, real. <laughs> come on. Would you ever want to be married to one woman your whole life? I mean, these are just stupid ideas. I mean, you just want to, you know, try things and see what works. I mean, you don't want to. There's just a lot of things like Adam and Eve. I mean, really, I mean, let's talk more about Adam and Steve, right? Let's not talk about Adam and Eve. Let's not do. So I want to ask you here. Do you get do you believe in this concept of over delivering before somebody's actually signed a contract? Absolutely. We we go multiple steps beyond what any other builder in Tulsa is doing to earn the customer. So, you know, we go out there, we spend a lot of time, we spend a lot of effort to get the customer to be able to visualize what's going to work best for them. And so you do that, you spend the time, you sew into them, and it comes back to us. What we found is we often have customers who walk in our door and they're like, you know, I just don't have the money to buy. I love your homes. My credit is terrible. By the way, we filed bankruptcy on our way here today. And so the world would say, treat them like a criminal. Yeah, so we go through the steps of talking to them and helping them to find their way back to where they could eventually purchase someday, even though we know it may not be with us. And in my own office, we have people on our team who are not qualified to buy a house yet. Yeah, and what happens is they turn around and go tell other people how helpful we were when we couldn't even sell them a home. And then when they do sell their house, they've come to you and said, hey, I know it wasn't a good fit a year ago, but I've seen the way you've behaved to our team. I mean, the way you treat vendors, by the way. Oh, yeah. 
The way you treat vendors, by the way, just throwing that out there, is the way you treat everybody. Just throwing that out there. So you, you, we're a vendor for you. We're a business coaching program for Shaw Homes. The way you treat us, I mean, the, the teammates see it. Some some of the vendors are hilarious. These are, these are fun people. These are the clients we fire. They'll come in and go, your team's a bunch of freaking idiots, but I know that you are the coach, so you're going to help me. And then it's like, well, okay. You see, the thing is the team is me. It's not just me. It's we. You see the whole me, we thing? We, oh. I, we. when you said we are monkeys, I am a monkey. So, this is me firing you. You know, and so again, you treat all of our teammates with respect. All the men, all the women, you say hi to them, you shake their hands, what's going on, how you doing? People who are are entry level positions, uh, people who are high positions. And you know what's crazy is that we've had two people in our office in the last, what, four months buy a house from you? Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy. And you guys don't pay us enough for me to just convert the income you're paying me into them buying houses. I mean, they're doing it because they could choose any other home builder, but they see the way you carry yourself. So this is my final deep thought for you. My final deep thought. Are you truly doing what Napoleon Hill says? Are you going the extra mile and rendering more and better service than for which you're presently being paid? Are you doing this? Are you truly doing what Luke 631 says, do to others as you would have them do to you? And a little secret marital tip. If you try to over-deliver to your wife, she might reciprocate. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing because, you know, I'm a man bear pig and I have certain needs. You know what I'm saying? So my name's Clay Clark. We're listening to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. If you're offended, email me, info at thrivetimeshow.com, and I'll hit delete. If you have a question, email me to info at thrivetimeshow.com. And we always would end this show with a three and a two and a one and then a boom. But we have a lot of, because we have a lot of Caucasians inside the studio, we have to do a kind of a practice. So if you're listening right now, you want to, it's a three and a two and a one and then a Boom. boom. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Now we're ready. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom. boom.